You are listening to the Daily Treasure Podcast, produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. I'm Sharon Betters, and welcome to our new series called The Valley of Tears. We are camped out in Psalm 84, which is a beautiful psalm of peace, but also a challenge and promise and invitation to find joy and contentment in the presence of the Lord, and it's one of my favorite psalms. So I'm hoping and really expecting that you are going to be encouraged by some of the thoughts that you hear over the next few weeks, and I pray that it will help you to walk by faith wherever God has placed you. So today's devotional is called Discontent, and today's treasure is from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that, having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Korah and his cohorts questioned the authority of Moses and Aaron because they were discontent with their jobs. They wanted what Moses and Aaron had, so they accused them of arrogance and pride. We might be quick to shake our heads in dismay over their unreasonable jealousy. But their story should give us pause. Do I recognize discontentment in my own life? Do you? I think the great apostle Paul struggled with discontentment because he says he learned how to be content in every situation, as we read in Philippians 4, verse 11. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. The Greek word for content is autarkia, and means, to suffice, be sufficient, to be self-sufficient. It is often used of the spirit-filled Christian having all they need within, through the indwelling Christ. And we read that in Strong's Analytical Concordance. Go back and think about that again. Having all they need within, through the indwelling Christ. Paul uses this word again in today's treasure, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that, always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Hear that section again. So that always having all sufficiency, or having all you need within, through the indwelling Christ, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Paul transparently acknowledges he struggled with contentment and made choices to learn how to be content. I believe God used the broken, scary places in Paul's life as teaching moments where he learned God had already given him everything he needed to walk by faith with contentment. Many of us know how he prayed three times for a thorn in his flesh to be removed. God said no, and Paul's conclusion was that God's grace is sufficient even when life doesn't turn out the way we wish. In Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 14, he describes how God has already equipped us to experience such contentment. Listen to some of the phrases from that passage. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us. 
In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who are the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him we are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. These are profound words, especially when life turns upside down. It is perhaps one of the most compelling truths that enabled me to get out of bed each morning after the fatal car accident of our son Mark. The headlines in my soul screamed, Mark is gone. He's never coming back. And yet God's word yelled back, God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. This passage, coupled with Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, confronted me with a choice. God created me to reflect his glory. Before the foundation of the world was laid, God prepared good works for me to do. And if he prepared good works for me to do, then he also has prepared me for them. Within me, the temple of the Holy Spirit was grace enough to face each minute without our youngest child. Discontent ruled my heart. I wanted my son. I did not believe I could survive such grief, even with these promises. By faith, God enabled me to put one foot on the floor as I prayed, Lord, I'm getting out of bed because you say you have already equipped me for today. I don't know how to face each minute, but you say you have equipped me to not only survive this minute, but to reflect your glory. This is your miracle to work. I cannot do this. Some days, the miracle was that I showered and dressed. Another day, I prepared a meal or folded a basket of clean clothes. Often, tears washed my face every minute of the day through each task, wrapped in the promise that I had all I needed because Jesus lived in me, helped me believe these were the only tasks God equipped me for that day. Even the tears somehow reflected His glory. And, O Father, discontentment with your calling rooted in the hearts of Korah and his cohorts. Those seeds grew into bitterness, gossip, and chaos. May it not be so for us. Hey, friends, I'm Sharon Batters, and I love that we are coming together around the Word of God, even just for a few minutes, and we pray that what you are hearing will encourage you to dig deeper into the scriptures and not be satisfied with just a few minutes, but see how God can use those few minutes to turn your heart toward Jesus, but then also to invite you to taste and see that he is good through deeper study of the word. I'm really excited to let you know that our son, Dr. Chuck L. Betters, is joining our staff as a content creator. He will be helping my husband, Chuck, with the Ask Dr. Betters platform, where Chuck answers hard questions about suffering. And so we are going to be able to double the 
resources that we are producing right now with Chuck's help, with Sun Chuck's help. You can go to YouTube and look for Ask Dr. Betters, and there you're going to find rich resources that are going to cover a wide range of topics, but especially the topic of suffering. So make sure you go to YouTube, look for Ask Dr. Betters, subscribe, and allow notifications so you don't miss one of our resources. Thanks so much for joining us, and I look forward to being with you tomorrow.